0: Welcome back guys to episode 8 of Scrubbed In Hope you guys have been enjoying the last few episodes um, Today we're going to be talking about all things outside of medicine Right, what's the first topic that we're starting off with? Right, all things outside of medicine, while
1: been in medical school Yeah, school, while school, As right? a medical yeah. student, right? Yeah, yeah, Not yeah, yeah. things outside of medicine No, 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 deep. not
0: all things outside You know what I mean? Yeah, I, mean, I know, yeah, yeah um, What was I talking about? Okay. All things outside of medicine All things outside
1: of medicine Fine I've kind of wanted to be. I wanted to do this, um, So, and I remember, I don't know which episode we talked about it, but one piece of advice we said was don't leave medical school having only attained a MBBS or having only become a doctor. That's amazing and it's a beautiful thing. But I think there's so much potential that you can achieve while at university. Um, it doesn't mean you go out and start, you know, the next best thing there are little things you can do that will make your time at university even more enjoyable make you even more productive mm-hmm. um and the first thing and i'm sure loads of people do it and i'm sure by the time this comes out, people would have done freshers week freshers yeah, Fairs, yeah. and they would have joined societies a million societies, yeah. exactly well for all the freebies how many yeah. freebies did you take like man that? we used to remember we used to, i took back two rayman bags full of Junk, sweets, pens, paper, highlight. I still have some of that stuff too today. Do you know? Let us to...
0: know what you guys took from Freshers Fair as well. Uh, yeah, let, us, let know. us know
1: what societies you joined and the stuff you managed to get hold of in yeah. society in the in the Freshers
0: Fair. Kings um, is pretty good. Our Kings Freshers is really Fair. Good. We had free Nando's vouchers being given out. Ryman's. We had all all yeah, the and medical all it, books. And every um, and
1: each so Freshers Fair is really good fun and it's super jam-packed and you can mm. see all these different societies and you get to see the things that you are passionate about things that you may have done at college that want to pursue yeah. or things that you may have wanted to do but never got the opportunity to do let's say if you're into coding or if you're into horse riding into fencing you can oh i like that let me join it yeah uh, I know guys that joined like knitting clubs and all these weird and wonderful things. <laughs> but yeah. you get to go and see all the different things I've that has
0: got horse riding. Yeah.
1: It's a, that was expensive. Though. Exactly. How could it?
0: And go-karting <laughs> and, <the laughs> and stuff like that. There's yeah. really good
1: societies. Um, so join lots of different societies. But what we want to talk about today is being part of a society, one, ex- one being part of an existing society, like joining mm. it as having an official role, part of the committee. And then later on, perhaps starting your own society, obviously if there is something you're passionate about, if there is something that you're really into and it doesn't already exist. So Mm. we can start off with the first thing I think medical students can do outside of this, you know, lectures and clinics is become part of a society. Yep, exactly. Uh, So what was your first experience of coming into contact with a society?
0: Sergeant and PSOC.
1: Yeah, which stands for Bangladeshi Society. So it's called Bang Sok before. Obviously. I'm brown. Yeah, no. Oh yeah. Because yeah. no. I'm brown.
0: But they didn't even they didn't even realise I I'm Bangladesh. You're brown, so you got a position. That's how you remember. Work.
1: So back then we were 22 eleven or twelve. Years ago. Years ago.
0: So the funny thing is so Bisok
1: it's called Bisok now. It's to call be Bang Bang Sok. Which has got all the wrong connotations yeah, with it. But yeah? it's actually Bangladesh Society or the Bangladeshi Society, um, obviously because 'cause we're both Bangladeshi um back then because there weren't that many bengalis on campus especially medics it was basically you you bengali grad by color that's it you guys are part of the committee now <laughs> Be up we've got events yeah, we didn't know what we were doing because we, we were like 17 18 yeah, years so like... you end up in these things that you had no idea of doing and a lot of people before i want before i want to say a lot of people get through medical school and not get involved in societies get yeah. involved in these things because they're so caught up in lectures mm. and feeling they're going to fall behind. And then the people that join later on, they regret it. And they're like, I wish I joined. I wish yeah, I got exactly. to meet you guys. I wish I got to form that bond you lot have because we did a lot of society work. So Bangladesh society was the first society we ever joined. At the time, it was it won the award for the best society of the year or the best yeah, impact exactly. society. Um, the, the ethos of the principle at the time was a lot of widening participation, widening access outreach mm. work going to schools and communities and teaching them helping people get into medical school um, going to care homes mm. um, back healthcare. then we were
0: one of the i think there were very few Bangladesh societies mm. or bang socks yeah. if you say that that were actually doing those sort of, things. of work. i think exactly yeah a lot of societies were based on the partying sort yeah. of uh, environment at the mm. time and i think were the very our few. society mm. was one of the very few that was at that particular moment in time mm. going out to care homes mm. um, going into schools yeah. doing health, free health checkups mm. and things like that yeah so yeah definitely definitely. it was really good yeah. um, and that we just ended up
1: doing it because we were grabbed by the color and the funny thing is we can talk about what roles we did and the different um events we had but the funny thing is i went so before i graduated the final year of med school i um happened to be at the annual general meeting or, you know, mm-hmm. when you kind of release the positions for yeah. different societies and it happened to be the Bangladesh society one and people were fighting for positions. Okay. There were like media officer, technology officer, content, and there's so many different names and roles now, which is amazing, which didn't exist back then. Yeah, yeah. People are literally going up on a stage, pitching themselves, saying, I want to be your media officer because X, Y, and Z, I think I can do this. Whereas before for us, it was like, right. Regardless,
0: <laughs> we literally got grabbed. grabbed by the collar, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. it. You're
1: gonna do events. You're gonna do policy, and you know this is event, and this is event. This is you need to make it organized. Do whatever. Do you know what I mean? But now people are fighting for it, so it shows how much potential and how mm. amazing these societies are. And you have to remember, societies it gives you a skill set which you can go on to use later on in your career, later on mm. in universities. You can start organizations, you know, charities, startups, and we'll talk about that but I think before we go and talk about all of those exciting stuff it's important to understand mm. the foundations you know the exactly. it doesn't
0: happen overnight it doesn't no no no
1: the stuff we do now we're grateful for doing it but mm. it's a lot of the stuff we learn from societies um,
0: so our role was publicity oh. office or something innit? No, it. no we didn't have a, a very a definitive, definitive yeah. like role it was like Organise one day, market one day, and yeah. that's how we were just like rolling along yeah. and then one day, just remember that yeah. day in SC, when the president sat us down yeah. and then she was basically, I think what happened was me and Abdul were support, supposed to um, organise two events. Yeah, we I weren't pulling th- our weight, that's what think, it was, yeah. we weren't pulling yeah. our weight. Basically, we weren't pulling our weight and um, so she sat us around the table and had a go at everyone. Um, nah, she had to go out, us uh, yeah, Because we, I think what happened, we were the most junior guys yeah. there, right? So they were fourth year, fifth year medics. Yeah. And then they were relying on me and you, who got dragged into the Society A. We did not join, <laughs> we did not do an application. We didn't I pitch. didn't even want to be part of it, yeah. but I ended up um, doing it. But, anyways, and then they were like, you guys flopped, you guys didn't do this, you guys didn't do that, you guys didn't do that. And do you remember she, her last line? like, yeah. Yeah, And again, it's always at me, <laughs> just like that registrar who gave me a random yeah. bollocking, it was at me mostly and you were just sat there <laughs> Actually, looking look at me, at <laughs> <laughs> right, so it's at me and I remember her last words where she looked around the table and said, if you want to leave and she ended up looking at me, yeah. just like, feel free to get up and, and leave, and leave. And the and door's and there, he, and I just remember, right, so, like, she was looking, imagine if she's standing there or sitting there I just froze And I think you noticed I just froze yeah. I just started And what happened was see, I think you guys saw What's going on what's, yeah. And I was Thinking like, What so, happened was I now started to picture Two different scenarios I pictured myself Standing yeah. up And walking out And sticking yeah. my middle that's finger what, up That's what we yeah. thought
1: We thought yeah When I say we I thought Like On my days is he gonna do it? know. and knowing <laughs> me, yeah, obviously I'm loyal, and whatever he does, I have to back it. You have to do. You I have to that. back it, right? So if he gets were, up and walks, you were sweating like, yeah. please. So if please he gets up, get and up and walks and leaves the room, obviously you have to walk up and leave the room as well, innit? Because we're <laughs> in this together. So. <laughs> I remember. so so I'm like yo i we doing this a while like what's happening what's the protocol but he's just zoned out like like I Doctor think, Strange you know Doctor yeah. Strange Avengers you know when he goes through like a million different scenarios in his yeah, head and then like
0: what's the so, guy the bad <laughs> but that's exactly right. so in my head for you guys it was like for five minutes this guy's yeah just having was a so down, bro but for me i was picturing so i had one scenario: know me getting up walking out abdul following <laughs> and then the society sort of breaking down yeah. and then getting into arguments <laughs> and fights and then the other scenario came into play which was like the more angelic sort of um sensible sensible decision coming across and he was like stay here just say mm-hmm. <laughs> And then we will improve. And then look at Abdo and say, we're going to burn the society down. And then, uh, we, so, the funny thing is, yeah,
1: we we actually hated the society for the first year. <laughs> because they
0: made us do lots of work, random work. We didn't know what we were doing, okay. right? I emailed one school thing. Can we just come in, please? Like, with no reason. Like, at yeah. the time, I didn't know how to So we don't understand. Liaise. But they were doing, like, amazing projects. It's just,
1: I don't know, maybe we were just, like, really, like, ghetto guys yeah. that came up and ended up doing this and they had loads of em- events like straight from the beginning of the year and we ended up doing it then second because we I think we stayed part of Bangladesh society for the vast majority of our years at medical school Throughout. I yeah and then but I think,
0: don't, don't forget in year one they demoted us to serving biryani at one point yeah at one point we, we, did, we were yeah. so bad the only things we were good at basically the picture. it's on, our, it's on yeah, our page I think
1: the only thing we were good at was basically like giving out food to the people that came for the health <laughs> because we were useless we were so useless we couldn't organise nothing we couldn't even call at school and organise a day where we go in and teach them about healthy eating, healthy diet. And we couldn't do any of it. We were just useless. Then, obviously, as time goes on, you learn. And then you come to appreciate what they're trying to do, what they're teaching you. And it's basically helping the younger generation to continue. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of beautiful to see. So the vice president will then become the president, and then the vice president, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm like loads of our close friends would take over the society and they would make it better and better and we'll do more and more different projects. So, and Bangladesh Society at King's was like super known. We did loads of outreach and community work, mm. which we we enjoyed doing. Like, I didn't mind doing the work because it was something I was passionate about, something I really enjoyed. And mm. the opportunity you know, back then, just like more or less, like how many years ago? Six, seven, eight years, a long yeah. time ago, man. Think about yeah, it. More exactly. than. Since about so to to 2012, this
0: president call. who sat yeah. us down and gave us a mad bollocking and gave us election
1: made us real as our ways, and then um, <laughs> so fair credit to her, um, and then all the successive presidents, um, but society-wise, um, join any society as long as you have an interest in it. Um, but the skills, what well, I would say, rather than kind of talking about all mm. the different things you do, I think it's important they learn. Like I learned how to be organised. I learned how to kind of balance, you know, mm. socialising, going out as well as lectures but at the same time being serious and being able to organize an event but then even organizing a small school event which maybe really Mm. easy for some people was a lot you had to call a lot of people, you had to make sure everyone's available you had to book a meeting, you had to do marketing, you had to do media, put leaflets out get people to come in, so these are skills you subconsciously pick up that you'll carry with the rest of your life for the rest of your career so stuff like that, organizing, leading a team, attending meetings Mm -hmm. these are skills that you can learn from any society and these are the things we did and obviously our roles became more not important but they became more Essential and more. Like we, we, we had them more, put it more, yeah, more we were, seniors, we
0: seniors than uh, so we eventually climbed the ranks. Yeah, I don't know how, but we yeah. climbed the ranks, and then we had to then for the new freshers that walked in, teach them how what the ethos of the chat of the um, society was. Mm. Um, and on that note as well, how you're saying it's about skills. Mm. Last week we talked about a BSc providing you an opportunity to mix with other people. Mm. Societies do the same, exactly. Yeah. because it's not just medics in a society. I agree, hundred percent. So in the society, we have people studying maths, English, doing photography, videography, and all those yeah. other things. And you all come together, and your creative talents then increase because you're then starting to network and work with a very creative individual, mm. or you're working with some. You're working with someone who's very critical, very organised, mm. and you start picking up their skills. So I think a society is exactly that. It's a opportunity to meet people from different disciplines. Also, then come together and develop different skills, which then we've gone on to use mm. in our postgraduate lives, mm. in our own startups, mm. and all these other things that we're doing. Yeah. Um. So I definitely agree. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually then went on, if you remember. So we, after learning our sort of the ropes, learning the ropes in B.Soc, mm. then jumped into an academic society in which yeah. we ran together. Yeah. Do you remember? So yeah, it was, what was it called the medical med- education. And research journal
1: society merch. Yeah, merch. You, you know what the cool so thing about society is, yeah? You get to get hoodies and you get your names on it. These little yeah. things, like, now I don't really care, but back yeah. then he was like, yo, you feel cool in it. Because yeah. everyone. And to be fair, especially at Kings, everyone's repping one society or another. Exactly. Yeah. So like, and yeah. you want to have the best events, the most sign-ups, or whatever. Mm, mm, mm. So, how was that? Because you started there, yeah. and you were the brains behind there, and kind uh, of revived it all, mm, especially so, from an academic point of view. So, I actually
0: took over. So it wasn't. Um, so I remember. Yeah, there was this point, right? So I was really junior in second year of med school. I wanted to be president, mm. and I remember. So your mentor from the, your what do you call yeah. it, your BSc. Yeah. So I think it was me and him who were competing for. Pre- uh, sort of uh, the president uh, role and what happened was he got the role and he was obviously way more senior mm. fourth year um no finally a medic so he had all he understood how a society mm. works and everything and i remember that's it when i lost i was like i sent him an email mm. like how did you get it what bias was involved i was so angry mm. man uh, but anyways i then took on a vice president Mm. role and I remember learning the ropes under him and it, again it just developed me so much more I understood mm. then because I was planning to jump from B like a, a like a normal committee fluid role to the president of an academic society that's doing great things. Mm. So I think it was a blessing in disguise. I was vice president under a mentor who then taught me how an academic society works. And I remember then so um I just learned all the the ropes, I learned how to run events, all mm. of that jazz and then the year after that, I became president. Uh, that's when we mm. sort of started to work together. And um, it was fun, and we, we we designed our own booklets. I remember mm. we got our own exam banks, our own exam questions. Mm. Um, we published our own book as well mm. for people to use and utilize. We did our own events. Do you remember, organi- so again, down to organization from BSOP, we transferred it over. Mm. We organized a full event on how to appraise a paper mm which all second years had to sit and examine, do you remember? Mm. Um, and we did that very well, it yeah, was the, good feedback. The Oscar scheme, the peer scheme. Exactly. that was famous. It was um, the first that came. We were the first to do that, mm. so we were You're the talking guys... Talking about who innovation. Design. Exactly, so bringing in innovation, right? So the peer-to-peer sort of educational scheme, so that's where a mentor teaches a junior whatever, whatever topic. Um, there's loads of research that I did and presented on that which you can Google or search up. But anyways, um, that's the general concept someone senior one step ahead of you teaching someone one step behind to um, help them jump through the hoops yeah well, the uh, way we did it
1: was organised like before it was haphazard you're looking around mm. and it's only between the key with that was we made a massive like back then it's all like Excel specialties mm. so you have all the junior, like senior medics and then the junior medics and then we put them in groups and exactly. they have regular sessions and it was like a like a proper peer to peer scheme, it so true. it wasn't just like oh our group of friends with people we know. It allowed people that didn't yeah. really have other people that could look up to other, you know, one mm. has involved in medical school yeah. to have a fair chance, and we're about mm-hmm. that. Like mm-hmm. the one thing that remember when you said in medical in college where you were left out because mm. those mates you kind of revised or practiced for interviews exactly. and you were left out, it yeah. gave those people. And to be fair, in medical school, you need to practice with senior people who've done it, who've been on yeah, the wards, yeah, and yeah. they'll teach you their tips and tricks. So it kind of evened out the playing field
0: and put a system in place for people to practice with exactly. other people. Exactly. And again, it was those skills, so we created a whole spreadsheet. Yeah. We had seen, and we didn't just have, I think, a common way of, some people do it now, is just have a WhatsApp group, mm-hmm. and I think that's still inconsistent. Mm-hmm. We made sure all of our seniors were committed, mm-hmm. created timetables with for yeah. them, um, allocated everyone in a randomised manner so mm-hmm. that... Um, it wasn't in a too friendly environment yeah. where they were just chilling, yeah. for example. So, we actively promoted what we actually said in episode mm. one, I think, which mm-hmm. is mentoring mm. and then or using all of our skills from our BSEs, our society mm. work, all of that, to then run a whole scheme. That scheme, actually, I went on to like three years later to then use, that, use the feedback, the model, mm. to then design a concept. That then I presented at an international conference, mm. and I remember it was booming at the time, and everyone was interested, and um, yeah, I I know for sure that in the future it'll just get bigger and bigger, and there will be, we've got some innovative ideas as yeah. well how we're gonna we're gonna take that to a new level as well, yeah. Um, but yeah, merge was good working together, wasn't it? Yeah, merge was good, good fun, and then
1: sometimes when you get to run the society mm. yourself you have more autonomy exactly you get to make your own decisions you mm. get to control the direction of the way the society goes and mm. you feel a bit more empowered and you feel like Do you know what i've kind of leveled up but one thing i want to remember before we move on because mm. um, there's like a few things i want to mention in this episode was it was it's sometimes very easy for you to jump and become the leader very easy for you to jump and become president of a society exactly but sometimes it it just pays to just hold a year back and just become a VP or a vice mm-hmm. and learn from someone else to see it. So you can see the pitfalls. You can see how they do it because yeah. you don't want to end up in a role that you don't know how to do it or you kind of buy stuff more than you chew and yeah. then you know you do more demise. You do more harm than good. So maybe that, like you said, it was a blessing to discuss because you got to learn what it means to be a leader. Exactly. What it means to run an event what it means and i'll be telling you being in a room full of medics who mm. all have the you know their, their own egos their own ideas mm. is very difficult to control that I think Do you know what i mean
0: that's what it is so i think it's it's also a sense of arrogance mm. that creeps in of having a type a personality mm. right it's that thing it's that it's that feeling that i can lead something without having having even watched it or learned it or um, been under a mentor. Mm. Yeah. It's, that, it's that arrogance, and I think it's a good lesson because it means going forward, I remember, if I'm going to do something, let me learn it first. Let me see how someone else does it. Mm. Let me take their knowledge, their skills, their t- tri- um, uh, tricks and tips and all mm. of that stuff, take it in, and then I can flourish. Um, in fact, what you're saying, mm. it's, it's it actually happened. So there was a year that... Merge was passed on. Mm. And what happened was it was passed on to someone who I don't think actually uh, went on to um, was a part of the society at first, and there was zero activity for a year. Mm. And it just shows the difference mm. that if you jump to the top, sometimes you don't know where you're, you're just overwhelmed. With, what yeah. am I going to do now? What events do I do? How did they do that event? Yeah. How did they organize it? How did they contact? Because I think it's quite senior. easy the the difficulty
1: and i think it's life in general mm-hmm. it's like it's very easy to see when other people are doing a lot of things and you know they're doing yeah. things left right and center and then you're like mm. oh wow i could do that you know if i'm in exactly, this, exactly. but then when yeah. you're in their shoes and you it's, it's you know when it's your turn to do and it's your turn to perform you realize how damn mm. hard it was exactly. even when you are as, as president mm-hmm. you know i would never know how hard it was for you because mm-hmm. it's always easy to see other people and it's always even yeah, easier exactly. to critique people do you know what yeah, i mean yeah. well, unless you're in their shoes unless it's you doing it then you come to realize how difficult it is to run, a, you know, like a startup or a company or whatever. Exactly. Uh, but I think obviously there will be times where you, there is no role. You have to mm-hmm. become the leader. You have to be and you have to kind of learn on the job. But I would say if you ever have the opportunity, mm. always work for a society, always work for organization, always work, work for a startup, mm. learn from them and then go and do your own thing. Exactly. Unless you're in a position where you have such a sick idea that you need to it yourself, I would always recommend learning from other mm. people first. That's how I am personally, and yeah. I think it's
0: helped me a lot. No, absolutely right. Work with people who are working ahead of you so mm. you can learn why, why do they think like that? Mm. How are they doing this? How, why do they think that? How mm. do they think laterally? Mm. So then it allows your skills and you to then level Develop, up. And then yeah. what happens is you can then what after that and say, you know what? I can now start my own or I can lead, I can now go for leadership yeah. positions and so forth. Um, but yeah, right. bang on, bang on. So bang we've kind on. of talked about mm. the one thing that I would recommend and
1: it's the easiest thing to do is get involved in a society. And like we said, mm. if you feel there's a society that isn't right for you or you feel there's a society mm. or there's something that's lacking on university campus, mm. you can always go in ahead and start your society. Exactly. Right. And then there's other positions you can take up part of the SU Student Union mm-hmm. and some of these positions you can take here at of medical school and even get paid for it. Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. lots of different opportunities. Don't come to medical school and think, you know what? It's up to you. If you want to, you know, smash medicine, do it. You know, I'm not forcing you to become part of a society, but I feel you can learn a lot from a society that, you know, you never yeah. learn from lectures. So we've kind of talked about society. Another hot topic and people that have kind of been messaging me um, just because of the background i from is finances. So a lot of people, so like we said, mm-hmm. the university is full of lots of different people, lots of different characters. You have people that are from very, very wealthy background mm-hmm. where their parents have stable jobs and finance is an issue for them and coming to university is, is something they can focus on and, you know, give 100%. Mm-hmm. Then you may have people that are similar to our background where, you know, you... You know, your parents aren't well off, and you know there's always this culture of you want to fit in. You always want to go out with the rest of the medics or the rest of the students. But Mm. you know, over time, going out becomes very expensive. You know, do you know what I mean? Buying textbooks becomes very expensive, Mm -hmm. and it's the question of how do I manage finances, um, which I think you know some people might be interested. Yeah, Um, we both have very different ways of doing it, so you can talk about your way first.
0: I mean, my 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 way was right, um, and you'll see I advocate it so much is that the value of time for me is it's it's way more than what a job offers mm. well at that stage anyway mm. um, because the only jobs at that time you could possibly get would be what £10 an hour yeah, even, then, even less than that like pounds. retail yeah. and like, basic admin right. jobs yeah. so at that time I was like it's not worth my time I can do a lot more with or I can get a better grade mm. or get a distinction mm. merit um, I can go on a different course or whatever mm. so I put it down to I'm actually not going to get a job mm. I need to find other ways and what I did was I sat down and I looked at all my finances I looked at what grants I was eligible Mm. for then I looked at what grants I can seek out Mm. so we have to understand right for those people who are actually struggling with money or not struggling they've just got tight finances and Mm. they want to loosen up a little bit right there's so many funds out there right that you can actually you're you're eligible to apply, but it goes it goes on like random stuff. Mm. Like I think a lot of people actually miss out on those funds who actually deserve it. Mm. Right? You have to remember if you don't apply for it, mm. that money is going to go to someone yeah. who may not necessarily need it as much as you. Mm. Right? So the money is out there. So I used to a seek out different grants and mm. see what I'm eligible for. I used to be manage my own funds. So I was very strict, very uh, regimented. So in the sense that. Bro, I didn't have lunch. Mm. Yeah, I remember. I didn't have lunch. Right? You're very Just meticulous to, with your finances. Exactly. I, I sacrificed. I remember, so, things that I would do. I used to think about how can I maximize my funds so it got me everything. I took a bus mm. to uni. Yeah. Did I do it for all, well, every year? Or did I do Pretty it much well? most of it, man. Until clinics when we, we could, like, physically get there by bus. <laughs> Bro, I swapped a, a 30 minute, no, 20 minute journey by tube for an hour on the bus. Mm. Right, just to save over a year though, I think it was at least £1,000. It was like, it's different, a massive yeah? difference, man. Travelling is expensive. Travelling is expensive. Now expensive. I'm sure it was over £1,000 I yeah. saved in that side. Then I, then what I did was lunch. Lunch is expensive in central London, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's expensive You used everywhere. to have hot food every day. £10, like yeah. £10, £10 a day. 10 pounds. Like 10, 15, I You used to have lunch four times or something yeah. some days. Yeah, You add that times it by five because you're in five days. Then times it by the number of weeks you're in. Again, it's a couple of grands. So, what I used to do is, that's it, I'm having lunch. I'm having home food, but mm. I'm going to just smell other people's food. <laughs> right? You know, I that's used to a, be skinny. Yeah. Like I was, he's very, he makes me, me. look very skinny now.
1: <laughs> but he was skinnier than me. Like I he was, was thick,
0: thin. Oh, man. I used to. I was stick then, yeah, I remember, man. and it, it was unhealthy. By the way, that's unhealthy. Don't do that. Don't don't manage your finances. where you don't eat. Yeah, don't do don't that. skip lunches. Yeah, don't skip lunches. But I used to do that because I was sort of really focused on I'm gonna make this money work, right. So then, so budgeting, I was really good, really good at um, budgeting and mm. allocating funds and making savings in certain places. Mm. Um, what else did I do? You didn't uh, have a phone contract. Remember. And you had a that's, that's exposing me, bro. You can't <laughs> expose me on this podcast. yeah. But he said it anyways. Um, oh, man. So, what is like, theory? Tell me the theory. The okay. theory so, theory this is the off. theory, yeah. So, I didn't get a contract till I think third year of uni. Man, anyways, you never so, have so, listen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, my theory was this if I have 10 friends, right, and nine of them are on a contract there's one person in that circle, right, who doesn't need to because everyone's got three minutes. Yeah. So what you can do, just do that drop call. You know that broke text? Call me back, I don't have enough credit. Call me back, I don't have enough credit. (laughs) Anyways, I lived off the That shows how
1: old we are, by the way.
0: Yeah, it does, it does. Because that stuff doesn't exist. Anyways, um, (laughs) see, if if you guys pay £50 a month for a contract, it adds up. Yeah, it adds up. So I saved at least another two, three grand there. Yeah. Right? And what's up? I didn't pay that ninety nine V. I waited for it, now, to, it. Yeah, I waited for it to become free, and then I joined and got into the groups. Anyways, so yeah, it was all about managing my funds and budgeting. So that's one way you can do it, and then seek out all the different sort of grants available. are available. did you know your own council, for example, has. Funds for you, mm. your own council. So Tower Hamlets has got its own funds mm. for its students that need a little bit of financial support. Okay, um, I Westminster know Westminster Council, Camden, all these different areas have their own council funds. Mm. Um, universities have their own grants and their hardship funds and all of that. And then you've got different educational um, charities and organisations which purely support students. Okay. In that, yeah. Um, the only thing that puts off a lot of people is that you have to do an application yeah that's but, that to be fair that was one of the reasons why I didn't apply for these
1: because mm-hmm. I'm baseline lazy second is like these applications and I think that's baseline I get
0: lazy and have a, he's got me with a life yeah <laughs> so but um, it's like I think it's a good thing and a bad thing mm-hmm. maybe there's
1: so many people and they need to find a way to kind of find out who needs it most and kind of regulate mm. others they probably get thousands of people but exactly. at the same time a lot of people because they ask for like they want to see a bank statement and mm, like mm. um like you have to write like a whole s and why you deserve and why you should get it yeah. stuff like that you should just put me off and i wasn't really too bothered but if you genuinely need it and yeah. you genuinely are struggling don't let that be a barrier from you achieving and exactly. exceeding a medical school because <coughs> there's loads of bursaries loads of grants that you can apply for yeah. you just need to go looking for it which is I, ho- I I kind of hope they're more available or like they're more
0: widely known which is a bit it's one of those things you have to go hunting for it you but they do hunt, exist you have to hunt um, yeah um, and if you need help filling the application out just ask someone mm. um, it, it helps it helps a lot um, and I do think it can be allocated better there's lots of people that are missing it in my opinion yeah um, so I do think lots of people should be actively seeking out mm. how did you manage your funds? so um so that's one way, being very meticulous
1: and managing your wealth. So for me, um, mm. I'm very impulsive, and I've kind of said
0: it a few times, um, like... Bro, why you trying to... Why you trying to, like... I'm trying to think what's dress the most... It up. Uh, you did it. <laughs> that's that's the I'm answer. trying to think what's the most How did you manage? Most your sensible way of saying did. it.
1: Like, I'm the type of guy, like, I have zero finance... Inter- I'm very... So i tell you what the funny thing is, I'm what? very good at managing other people's finance exactly I, yeah like any new thing or I would always assume the finance role or strategy or one of these roles because I'm very good at handling other people's money and very, good, very yeah. meticulous yeah, with I'm good, it yeah. and I understand numbers but when it comes to myself I'm very blase about it like if I want anything I'll go and buy it and you know <laughs> let's say if I'm said I want to do something like the next day I'll buy it and it'll be ready for him do you know what I mean and I, I always used to like that uh, and stuff like books do you know what I mean like, yeah 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 I love reading books and I'll have loads of different books and I'll buy it so I am the person that why like let me tell you what it is. So basically I worked throughout medical school from before even I started medical school I was working. Yeah. But I was lucky enough to land a proper like a finance job. So I used to work for a private hire company in central mm. London and I used to get paid very well. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was I think looking back in hindsight the difference as to why I could spend a lot of money. I was working like Thursday evenings and then another evening in the weekend on the evening mm-hmm. and then i used to work like weekends saturdays and sundays um there was at one point even i sat i remember i was working like a night so i used to do loads of so it's complicated so, it's complicated so, <laughs> so let me tell you yeah. the way i survived medical school because i didn't apply for the grants and stuff like that I, I worked constantly right and you work during holidays and you work even more during summer mm-hmm. holidays and whatnot at one point in medical school i had three jobs And there was days where I used to sit an exam having worked like a night duty stewarding job, and then come the next day and sit an exam or the mid-session in January. Mm -hmm. I remember it was a winter night. So it meant that I always had a constant source of income. Mm. Um, But in mind, I paid off my tuition fees though, innit? I didn't take out a -hmm. loan, because I don't want to take a loan out. So I worked, Mm -hmm. and it allowed me to pay off the tuition fee, which you have to pay like a massive lump Mm. sum. But because I knew X month, like every month I'll be getting a certain amount of money, Mm. I was able to kind of spend, like you said, I was able to have lunch and whatnot and able to buy the books I wanted and buy that stuff X, Y, and Z. And it meant I didn't have to ask my parents for money. I thought, you Mm. know, at a certain age, I found it personally a bit embarrassing to ask my dad for money, who at the time didn't even have much money to go around. Mm. Um, So I think the learning from this is, if you're very good at managing your time and organise and feel you can balance socialising, feel you can balance university mm. there is no harm in having a part-time job don't be excessive yeah don't be working day and night but work sensibly and do a job which doesn't tire you out which is another key thing yeah so i did i've done retail and retail ties you out whereas the job i did Bro. was remember the story what happened with you primark
0: yeah oh my god right so what happened was i got a, so you i think must have guessed me up and yeah. said, i let to get a job get a job yeah you can you can balance it mm. so i got a job at primark yeah and I got in and I was placed on like in their flagship store. Yeah. I was placed on the, the woman's floor and I was at the handbag section. Yeah. And I swear to God, for like eight, nine hours, I was picking up just bags and constantly, you know, like a shelf is this big. Yeah. Right. I'd rack everything, fold clothes, put it nicely, get around to the other side and the other side messed up. And then i got go down, and the other side messed up. And imagine doing that nonstop for nine hours. Yeah. Right. And I remember just going home with back pain, with ulcers over my feet. Mm. Not really ulcers, but you know what yeah. I mean. Just, just bare tired. And bro, I came to my fifth shift one day. And and I remember, right, that day as well. Some lady must have come onto the floor. You know, like, I don't hate on ladies in that, but I'm going to have to say this. Ladies, right, what they do is they'll pick up a size small, a size yeah. medium, a size large of the same top. Yeah. They'll randomly try one on and just dash the other two, so yeah, bro. It's and it's my job to pick that up yeah, and fold it. And what happened was, that day I just lost the plot, and then someone else came and wanted the luggage or something, mm. right? And they were like, oh, I want the medium one. And then there was different medium ones there, but that means going down to the storeroom <laughs> at the base, carrying a big box yeah. up, and like, I lost the plot, and I had back pain. And then you know what I did, I yeah. just like, the clothes I just went, read <laughs> them all over. I went to HR that day, yeah. and I went to them, you know what I'm walking out of work I quit And you don't have to pay me <laughs> yeah. Keep your money I don't need it It's only yeah. five days And yeah. you pay me £7.13 yeah. an hour At the time as well Yeah and I remember £7.13 an hour Is what we get paid now <laughs> Yeah Doctors <laughs> <Talk> <us. laughs> Looking <he's> like <laughs> You're man, paid even less That's a me. lot of money man yeah. But anyways oh, I remember man I just like Lost the plot And I remember I, I left it So yeah Don't get a tiring job man Yeah I'd recommend I that.
1: Understand what is required of you Get a job that's not too tiring, cause the worst thing is, you don't want to feel like you're tired, you haven't recovered, mm. and then you're back to lectures, back to clinics. Um, so luckily, the job I did was sitting in an office. Um, and it was kind of nice. I was chilled back. I used to invite my friends over. I used to have tea, um, and I used to be able to work comfortably. But yeah, the the sad thing about society is right, like the work, the jobs that are the hardest, working in the kitchen, let's say like my dad, you know, mm. or working in retail or working they're as a cab jobs, driver. Yeah. The hard jobs you get paid minimal.
0: Yeah, that's true. And then that's
1: there true. are jobs where, you know, maybe light on your feet and you're not, you know, doing back mm. labor, laborless work and you get paid loads of money more. But at the same time, I want to understand is you know, this was supposed to be like a, a, a soft topic, but it's becoming very. It's made it very deep, yeah. Bro. It's like, I'd not say, like, people are paid for, like, the expertise, their yeah. time, their area. The supply and demand, sort of stuff, and, like, you know, and I understand why you know, different people are paid different amounts, but I generally feel that there are certain roles in this country that should be paid a bit more. Um, But going back to what Mm. we're saying, I think personally for me, I was able to luckily manage having a, like a part-time job throughout university, working more shifts during free time. Mm. And that gave me breathing space. That allowed me to kind of get, you know lunch like i wanted i didn't just have to bring packed lunch in from home mm-hmm. or i could buy the things i wanted i could buy the books go out but don't forget not.
0: there'd be moments when you your money oh, right off so and this be, so this happens i'd be like yo Abdul, what's wrong man even to to today? today
1: even while i'm working like a grown guy with a full-time job right week three. Remember, I used to call Ams every week, week three, I used to call Ams I was like, bro, i run out of money and in 50 quid you might borrow me until payday. And that's the thing, like, Ams was so meticulous with money despite not even having a job, he always had he was high cash reserves. Reserve cash reserves reserve. were very good. Um, and it was a godsend because there was so many, I, but once, I, I went on the bus and I didn't have money in my oyster oh, card. Yeah. So I took off the bus, I took it, off, I said, bro, allow it, just save me some money so I can go to an oyster card machine or whatever, top it up, yeah. and then I jumped on the bus and I borrowed £5. Pound. But although I had the money to spend, I didn't earn like, a, like loads of money, but I had money mm-hmm. to breathe, but I was, I'll was i be the first to admit I'm very bad at finance, managing finance. And just I your of, personal one, okay? Yeah, my not personal a, finance. Um, <laughs> it's because like I'm that type a, of guy, like I want to treat myself and go over. But it which meant, is all due respect, man. It's fair allowed. enough. Yeah. Um, and I kind of waste all my money, and then I run out, and I to call mm. him. And it's just a constant cycle. But I think as you get older, you learn, and yeah, then you exactly. start learning about. Mm. And I learned a lot of finance management from AMS as well. Mm-hmm. And once you start, you know, running these things, um, kind of saving. Mm. And I think the rule is, I don't know if it's a rule or myth. It's like the three thirds in it: spend That's a it. third, save a third. And invest a third, which I think is this a third guy rate. reads
0: top books. If you want to know about what books to read, this is yeah. Your man. I think we could do a this session on mind. the books to read. This but I've man. come
1: to learn a bit more, become more sensible for money yeah. finance. But yeah. before we go into the last thing we want to talk about, um, definitely, if you are someone that's struggling and you need a bit more money, there is no harm in doing a part-time job. And always remember, if you feel like mm-hmm. the job isn't for you, you can always quit. Um, yeah. I know guys that were like
0: doing Uber. Yeah, they're, we'll have been no, so they'd be in lecture and yeah. then at the end of the lecture you just see them dash out and you're like and then later on you'd ask them yo why did you dash yeah. out and they'd be like yeah turn on my uber app yeah <laughs> so like there are ways people do crazy yeah. and now these people are like so skillful they mm. can like you can do like developing yeah. design find a skill well, do you know what yeah. good. you know what? on that topic i actually promote even to my youngest brother mm. right now i say learn skills like you know all the creative freelance mm. things you can do photography videography design music uh, editing all of those of the things stuff. there's a demand for that currently if you've got very good skill assets in those fields you can make money yeah right and we know people who have made their whole tuition fee exactly from design exactly. alone. so yeah abdul what you proved at med school was that you can have a job Mm. Yeah, you balanced having a job, you balanced making money, spending mm. money, being a part of society. You managed to do all of those things mm. and get through medical school, mm. right? So I think what you've, shown, what you've shown is that, yes, so all of those people who ask the question, can I study medicine mm. when I've got a few financial limitations yeah. and that my budget is a little bit tight? Well, you've shown that, yes, you can get a job mm. and you can manage. And from my side, I hope what I've shown is that you also need to be quite clever about how you spend your money. Don't miss lunches as I did and don't not register to WhatsApp and things like Mm. that because otherwise you miss out on a load of other stuff. But what I'm trying to say is that budget well Mm. and look out for all the grants and the support that is out there to then free up your time to then do all the other things that you love. Mm. Right. So I think that covers. Mm. that question that we were we've Mm. been asked quite a lot so in terms of med school getting the most Mm. out of medical school so we've talked about
1: joining societies Mm -hmm. we've joined um, for people that may be having some sort of financial difficulties that you can still manage to get a job and if you still feel reluctant and not too confident in maintaining a job Mm. there are loads of bursaries and grants out Mm. there Mm. Um, what else would you say just to wrap up we can talk about so people when they come to university they can make the most of it or kind of you know the whole concept don't leave
0: medical school just with a degree how did i get you know ahead of the game let's say so this ties into why i valued my time a lot more Mm. than if i was to get paid by Mm. a retail shop or something like that with that same time i wanted to get ahead of the game right so i was always out there looking for research projects to do okay right so i was out there emailing consultants can i do this project can i do that project mm. Get i wanted to get published i wanted to go to a conference and present my research like the one that we did we'll talk about in another episode mm. about the one where we got published in america okay you remember that journal? Yeah. so we actively we actively sort of sort out that project yeah um as well as that then it comes to things like searching out courses that make you more of a sort of more of an asset Mm. right so if you have skills like really advanced skills let's say in surgery Mm. so for example me and you went to greece on that really good surgical course right on that course for you was very beneficial you had orthopedic operations there we were doing all the sort of dhs's and all Mm. the things like that and at the same time we got to laparoscopically Mm. test ourselves as well those skills right only a few will have at med school not many will have because most will go through the course yeah. and will do the course only. Maybe the medical school will teach them some clinical skills, which yeah. are composed. For example, by the time you graduate, I think everyone has to be able to suture yeah. and just the basic suture. Yeah. But we went on courses that taught us so the continuous sutures, the, the mattress different types sutures, of sutures, and all yeah. of those different types of sutures. Yeah. We learned so. You know that grease course, right? Yeah. So I would then as an F one. I entered a competition. There was a competition and I won the laparoscopic Mm. sort of skills competition, right? And people were asking me, how do I know how to use the sort of device so easily? Mm. How am I moving my hands so freely in that device? And how is my sort of spatial recognition so good, Mm. right? They were like to me, you must have done this before. Mm. And obviously I said, yes, I did. I've Mm. done this lots of times during med school. Mm. And so do you see your CV gets better and better Mm. because as a med school, I had experience. Um, Laparoscopic training, and then it translated into my F one year having won a competition. Mm. Do you see? My CV is getting stronger and stronger. Um, so different things like that. So it's about finding courses. Look for what's out there. Look for which board can you go through to then do that course.
1: Mm. Another right. thing is um, <clears throat> so the the conference in in Greece in Athens was really good, but these courses or conferences. What they do, they give you a taster of what certain specialties are like. Mm, so mm. I did the the Royal College of Surgeons basic surgical oh, yeah, course. you did that, yeah. Um, which um, that one you had to pay for it, but it was like a hundred pound at the time, and I thought it was an investment because I wanted to see if I enjoyed mm. surgery, do I pick up the skills, and by doing these courses you get the points you need for specialty training. Mm. And a key and important thing is, especially when you're having financial troubles some of these courses are free or very well subsidized for medical students mm. because you can go to the same course mm. but once an f1 you have to pay a lot more money a lot more do you like, know what I mean so the basic surgical course was 99 pound yeah but as an f1 it goes up a lot more money do you it's know what mean?
0: more than double maybe yeah. And that's important you said about points I think mm. those points that mm. you earned was points are exclusively if you do the course as a medical student am I right exactly yeah exactly so I didn't do that course so that means I can't get yes, those points. So for people that want to pursue surgery,
1: mm-hmm. one of the points you need to hit is um, we can talk about specialty interviews mm-hmm. like later on, but the specialty interview they talk about, let's say for surgery you have to have demonstrated skills or interest from an early stage, mm-hmm. when I mean early stage they expect you to be involved in surgical stuff from third year, fourth year, fifth year, and so I would have got the extra point for attending surgical, mm-hmm. basic surgical courses, then I get another point because I was an affiliate member. But exactly. affiliate member is £15 a year as exactly. a student, but once you graduate, it's so much more. So be smart while in med school. So don't be graduated and then realise, oh my days, I've got so much to do to catch up on my portfolio, exactly. to catch up and get ahead of the game. When these things, you could have been a bit smart and. Getting time off from F one and F two is so hard. It's whereas so in medical difficult. school, it's so much easier to take time off for weekends and whatnot <coughs> to go to these courses and whatnot. However, we do understand that the difficulty we faced exactly. So was like like um, finding these courses and conferences.
0: That that's the thing. So even that that Greece course that so well it was such a good. It, I can't like rate it high enough to be able to do it's those. Lectures. Just, so
1: people that are wondering about the course it's, called, it's probably very popular among kings mm-hmm. now, but we were the first few to go. It's called ESMSC, mm-hmm. Emergency Management of Surgical Skills. In, it's in Athens. Mm. Um, they, they I think they're us. now. So I think I saw the last advert to be in Istanbul. Istanbul, uh, so, so very good course. So they it's a three day weekend mm-hmm. course where you get to go and you get to basically do lots of surgical skills. You get to mm-hmm. see lots of lectures and like I'm said,
0: don't worry about the money because we went because we got the bursary from King. exactly it was a
1: santander bursary by the way remember exactly
0: Santander. cdc a bank sponsored medical students to go and learn and and the
1: reason was so they sponsored us if we were willing to go back and Mm. kind of talk to other students about the course and basically promote santander so thank you santander for paying (laughs) for our trip exactly and it's also a good time to get away from the country an opportunity Mm. for you to travel and get us together but going back um Like you said, the only way we found out about the course was word of mouth. And it was ABS that told us, really.
0: Exactly. So that's another issue that we I think you find in medical school in particular, is that which course do you go to? We're going to get these messages straight away after Mm. this email, this uh, video. What course do you go to? Where do you find these courses? If you're not on Facebook, then you miss out on a lot. There you go. Mm. If you're not on Instagram, you miss out on a lot. Um, Do you have to sit there On Google And go through All of those Thousands and thousands Of course Which one's good And which one do you go to Mm. Those questions arise So you have to sit down You have to find it It's so time consuming Mm. That Greece one Only came to my knowledge Because actually A friend told me So a friend Mm. told me And I told you guys And then we all went together Mm. Do you see Um, And it's so rife And and lots of opportunities When I look back Like you have to question Right How many more opportunities did we miss Because of that Because of lack of information or difficulty exactly.
1: finding and i think that's a big part of medicine because medicine is so vast and broad it's a bit <coughs> difficult to find the best courses to go to find the best conferences or whatever mm-hmm. you need to do
0: um and this is where i think we as a scrubbed in family so we want to produce like we want to contribute to all of us as a team to move forward together and for our own development mm-hmm. and for now your development we've actually developed a platform Right, well, it helps you guys find all these courses. It actually puts you ahead of the game. Mm. So it lets you seek out all of the courses, find different courses, find what sort of what you need to do, what skills you can be offered at these courses. Mm. You can book them, you can go to them, you can find bursaries mm. from di- from your university, whoever might sponsor mm. you to go to these. And as well as that, like the platform offers you a portfolio. Right. Mm. Another thing that we did in our time was that we had our portfolio scattered.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Kings closed my um, email. The, the Kings account. So a lot yeah. of certificates and stuff are stuck there. Exactly. And I have no proof now that I did that yeah. when I did do that. So it's quite difficult. Um, Especially as a medical student. Because sure, I remember
1: there's loads of... So, I know a lot of people are probably in medical school. Or there might even mm. be people that are about to graduate F1s, F2s. The, the two problems we had in medical school was one we couldn't find the right courses and conferences it took forever on google searching mm. and it was all based word of mouth and you didn't know mm. if it was right or wrong secondly you used to get certificates Well, where do you keep the certificates they emailed out to you there wasn't any sort of online log or online source mm-hmm. of system g drive and mm. hard drive it's all over the place and scattered uh, which is like i said the reason why we launched a platform called medigate yeah with two other close friends of ours who kind of suffered the same problem. And it, it, oh, so the founder, who's a very good friend of us and will probably bring him onto the mm. show, um, Dr. Conduzzi, was that the, the problem was like, oh my days, we, we, we were so close to missing out on this amazing course yeah. or conference all because there wasn't a standardized website or one platform where you can go and
0: find yeah. the best courses and conferences for your specialty of choice. Exactly. Um, I, I think what hit him stronger than anything, than even us, was because he's got his heart absolutely set on surgery. Mm. He's going to fly. And for him, it was the, the concept of, what if I had missed that yeah. opportunity that we all went on? What yeah. if I missed that? So I think... And the more, what well, other opportunities him. I missed on. Exactly. That was one we did. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you there are others across
1: the country exactly. that we didn't missed know about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's how the platform was born. We'll probably talk about... Um, Medigate a bit more in mm. the future, have a whole episode on it, and we can kind of save all of that stuff when we start talking about startups the medtech mm-hmm. and whatnot. But in the meantime, that for people that are medics or postgraduates that are looking for a platform where they can find all the courses and conferences mm. that are good for their specialty, go to, you know, www.medigate.co.uk. And more importantly, once you do go to these courses and conferences and you get certificates you can have an online log so we've got an online easy to access portfolio yep. and it's not just certificates you can put your audits your publication and everything onto you that you can basically yeah. download it ready for a specialty interview yeah. um, and we designed it because it's a problem we mm. faced and it's a problem you will
0: face and we hope that yeah we do a bit all of that we understand also it's all free yeah. it's absolutely completely free for you all um, and it's not just to help you guys to help us as well because yeah. moving forward now in our career we're, we need to find the courses and we're getting to a stage where yeah. we need to get portfolio we, ready exactly so we're gonna be going for interviews and things mm. like that so we need to make sure we're organized as well so it's a platform for all of our scrubbed-in family as well isn't mm. it um, I think that's about it yeah so just to kind of wrap up to make the mess of med
1: school I would say definitely get involved in societies, Mm. make sure you have some sort of committee role or if not make your own society. Um, And even if you don't want to have a role, if you don't want to have any sort of responsibilities, um, make sure you attend events, make sure you network, make sure you meet lots of different people. Uh, For people that may have some sort of financial difficulties, there's bursaries Mm. available, there's grants available, you can go to your local council. um, And if you're really, you know, strapped for cash to say, you can get like a part time job in holidays and the third thing you can do, lots of different courses and conferences, try to get ahead of the game. You, know, you can do all these mm-hmm. courses that will look good on your CV, that will give you that added edge when you come to F1 and F2 and even more so when you do specialty. I think with medicine, because our career is so long, you need to think about it the same way you did work experience to get into medical school when you were in year 10, year 11. Mm-hmm. Now is the time in medical school to start thinking, what do I need to do now to help me do well in my interviews to go pursue surgical training or specialty training on my route to become a consultant. And finally, the most important thing is I know me and I'm always bang on about doing things outside of medicine and outside Mm. of med school. But your priority, first and foremost, is for you to work hard and study hard and pass medicine. At the end of the day, regardless of all the excellent and amazing things you're doing, running a society, doing these courses and conferences, it's all well and good. But if you are unfortunate or you don't get to get through med school, then it's all in vain. So that the main thing i would say is make sure you work hard make sure you focus
0: study and make sure your priority is medicine make sure you work and pass not and just pass man you need to sure get the distinctions the merits the awards the winning competitions you need to do all of that mm. think about it. like you said if we didn't have the mbbs after mm. our names mm. It kind of negates everything. I don't think anyone would want to listen. They just think we're two donuts. Yeah. So um, it would all so be yeah. in waste and effort. And exactly. You just want to build as an
1: individual, both mm. mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. However, and these are the things that will help you do it. But, you know, don't get too caught up. And it's that whole saying, mm. don't bite off more than you can chew. Because um, personally, we've seen, you know, yeah. even very close friends of us that have to have to retake the year. Or take some time off because they mm. took on more they can do. Um, so do prioritise your education. Do you give me a medicine. disclaimer like someone's going to sue you, man. Nah, because it's <laughs> important. Disclaimer. Um, no, it's not a disclaimer. <laughs> but it's important because, nah, you nah, know, nah, nah. I don't want people
0: to all of a sudden drop medicine and be like, you know, these guys did it. I want to go and do it. No, 100%, um, 100%. I agree. Do you know, but what we're trying to show you, what we're trying to show you is that you can absolutely smash medicine, mm. but you can do so much more. Yeah, That's what we're trying to now promote you guys all to be at an even better level that's yeah, what it is all 100%. about um, get your nine grand's worth it's exactly. nine thousand pounds a
1: year now isn't it might be 12 grand, grand by the time don't know. make sure by you the get your really nine thousand pounds worth so when people say and my friend said this to me and he said i don't know why people complain about paying nine thousand pounds a year to go to medical school or to go to university um, it is a lot of money and i think education should be very heavily subsidized or even free yeah but Relatively, he was saying after he graduated, the amount of stuff he was able to achieve, the links he made, the mm-hmm. networks he made, the amount of massive things as organizations he ended up running was worth 9,000 pounds every year. Because exactly. he did other stuff outside of me, so. Exactly, exactly. Right. exactly. So I think we've badgered on, talked. A lot. I think it would be a very nice time to wrap up. So once yep. again, thank you all for thank listening. Thank you all. Um, and as as usual, down below on the description, we'll give our free nuggets of wisdom and yep. how to make the most of Med School. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, tell your friends and family. And once again, we want to give the Scrubbed In family a massive, massive thank you for all the support they've given us so far. And we hope to see you next week.